הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים המתים שדורנו לכל הצדיקים המתים שוכנע פרק קדוש ומשבר עצמה ובבחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודון המנחה נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופייגי מן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן So today we continue in שיחות הרן where we left off סעיף רכ"ג conversation 223 בעניין שהיו מספרים לפני רבנו זכרונו לברכה והיו משבחים מאוד את פירוש רש"י And they were praising the commentary Rashi, of course, Rabbi, the Holy Tzaddik, Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, um, the great Tzaddik, um, the most famous commentary in all the Torah and the Gemara probably, um, from, uh, what do you call it, from, from France um, in the 1100s, if I'm not mistaken. And um, this awesome Tzaddik wrote the fundamental perush on all the Torah, Tanakh, Torah Nevi'im Ketuvim, Gemara, and... Uh, And basically the entire Torah. And essentially, um, every person from the, from the highest person to the smallest person studies Rashi. It's the way you study the Torah. Everybody studies with Rashi. And they were praising the commentary of Rashi. And the students of Rabenu in Rabenu's presence were saying that nobody needs to study any other commentary on, um, on the verses of the Torah on, um, um, according to the simple... Explanation, meaning, um, we know Rashi is a, is a perush of pshat, even though, if you look a little bit deeper, it's not really pshat at all. But Rashi, they say, is pshat. It's the, it's, the, it, it's the fundamental, simple, straightforward meaning of the Torah. And when Rashi explains something, it's the simple meaning of it. It's the, it's the simple explanation. Of course, there's four levels of Torah. There's pshat, remez, drash, and so There's four ways of study. There's a study, which is the simple, straightforward explanation. Then there's the remez, which is that which is hints. And uh, allusions to, to other uh, other teachings. Then there's the Drash, which is uh, Midrash, stuff which is a little bit deeper. And then, of course, the Sod, um, um, which is the secret of the Torah, the Kabbalah, all that sort of stuff. So Pshat is the simple, straightforward explanation. Rashi is the leader of all the, sim- the straightforward explanations. And they were all saying that nobody needs to study any other simple Uh, pshat, commentary in the Torah. And I'm not really explaining each and every level properly because I'm sure other people could explain it better. But essentially, according to the simple, straightforward explanation, um, they were saying that uh, most of the simple commentaries on the Torah um, go according to like philosophical study. Essentially, they don't rely on the Midrash. They don't, they, they don't rely on the Midrash. They don't rely on the Gemara or Midrashic interpretation. They expand a little bit outward and they go into more philosophical um, explanations. Rabenu actually advised the students not to pick up the simple commentaries on the, in, in the, that were printed in the Mitra Dolot, um, in, the, in the books of Torah that were that would encompass many different sort of commentaries and, and, uh, and stuff like that. They would, Rabenu advised us not to pick up the Mikhaot Gedolot, the big books and volumes of Torah, which were, uh, what do you call it, filled with commentaries on the page, and different explanations on certain verses and stuff, because many of them were filled with uh, explanations that Rabenu found to be, um, uh, what do you call it, almost contradictory to the simple truth of the Torah. And, um, And uh, could raise questions in Emunah. For example, like the commentaries of the Ibn Ezra, Rabbanu said uh, not to try to not to study um, because many of his commentaries and his explanations are um, um, go according to the philosophical um, 
interpretation. Because there are many different commentaries, simple commentaries, that go against the words of our sages. And in a few different places, they go against the words of the sages, they go according to the, the way of uh, philosophy. They give philosophical explanations and logic for a certain uh, verse or commentary or whatever it is. And these commentaries, nobody needs to study. No one needs to pick them up at all. The only thing you need to pick up on the simple, straightforward level is Rashi. As they were all saying this, Rabbeinu responded, he said, This you guys don't know. That Rashi, may his memory be a blessing, is like the brother of the Torah, of the Holy Torah. Because all the, the infants who study Torah, the pure infants who study Torah and the Bet Midrash, and the, and the Jewish people as a whole, they all study, whether it's the written Torah or the oral Torah, they all study with the commentary of Rashi. And from this we can understand the unique greatness of Rashi, um, the holy tzaddik Rashi, and the commentary um, which, he, which he wrote, which is unique in its, in its, entire, in its entirety, and mamash holds ruach kodesh and things in it that we, we cannot even begin to go to the Kavanah of Rashi. There's a beautiful story I was hearing about... Um, about Rav Shimshon Meostropoli, a very big uh, tzaddik before uh, the time of the Bar Shem Tov, a massive tzaddik, um, a tzaddik who passed away, I believe, at Kiddush Hashem with his tzaddik and tefillin, and was murdered by by um, by uh, certain uh, murderers. I, I, it could have been the 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 Russian. Uh, he was in Ukraine, so I, I believe it could have been like Russian um, rebels, and. Um, they murdered him in his Talit and Filin. He went to the Bet Knesset at Al-Kiddush Hashem knowing he was going to die and he, he passed away Al-Kiddush Hashem. A massive, awesome tzaddik who wrote explanations on Kabbalah and Sodot of the Arizal that even until his time nobody understood. He has an entire kuntres, an entire explanation on um, the teachings of the Arizal that explain the, the certain angels that were at uh, the Yamsuf and the Makot and uh, things that are mentioned in the Haggadah of Pesach that nobody could explain before uh, after the Arizal, because nobody understood the Arizal's intention, and then he brings an entire kuntros. It's, a, it's a, actually a very big segula to read this on um, Lel Pesach, on uh, after the Seder, on um, on the first night of Pesach, I believe even the second night, people say, and it's a very big segula to, to stay alive the entire year with health and, and uh, parnasah and, and lots of things. Regardless, this tzaddik, he wrote a commentary of Kabbalah on the Gemara, if I'm not mistaken, that was... So big, he had to he had to bring it into. He had to what do you call? It? He had to make a smaller version every single time and make it more concise, in order to actually create a normal book that people could could study. And at the end, after many revisions and many uh, and making it more concise several times over, he began to recognize that his words were extremely similar to Rashi, and he said, "There's no point." So, we see from here that. Uh, this is something that um, we, we do not even understand the the real commentary of Rashi, even though we study at a simple level, because Rashi is, seems to be explaining the simple meaning of what it's saying in the Gemara or the Torah or the Nevi'im Ktuvim. It's uh, 
<laughs> it's something extremely special that Rashi, uh, um, that Rabbi Shemesh Mishra wrote a, a book of Kabbalah on the Gemara and um, found it to be repetitive because Rashi seems to be saying all that. So it's um, it's it's quite incredible and gives us a newfound appreciation for this for this commentary Rashi, which is surpasses everything. So Ivresh Chav commentary or conversation two hundred twenty four. Um, with regard to what the sages say in the Gemara Chagiga, page 11b, that it's forbidden to gaze at that which is above, that which is below, that which is before, and that which is after. Meaning, that which is out of bounds, essentially. Rabbeinu, may his memory be a blessing, said like this, Each and every person possesses his that which is above, that which is below. Essentially, each and every person's level of above and below differs, depending on how much you can contain, depending on your level. According to your level, which you stand, that depending on your level, it's forbidden to gaze past that above and below, or that before and after. But each person might have a higher above or a, high, a lower below. You can gaze further. Because by some, perhaps, One's intellect, for uh, an intellect for one person, might be sealed past the galganim, the celestial spheres, or the rekim, the firmaments. Meaning, um, past the bounds of this physical world. It's forbidden to gaze above, you know? And also all the philosophers, the those people who analyze and go into these um, these trains of thoughts that go against the Torah, all their intellect, all their their investigations, their philosophical investigations, can only reach up until the Galganim, the celestial spheres. But above this, they cannot look at all. They do not have any grasp. They do not have any ability or, uh, yeah, any, how do you say it? Their words have no foundation above that. And even that which is below the, these fears, which is their limit, they made many mistakes. They, they made many mistakes. In several different of the, in several different words, in many of the places, until much contention between their words exists. Essentially, one philosopher argued with another philosopher, even that which is, should be clear for them, below the celestial spheres. Rabbeinu already had mentioned many times over we've seen that it's forbidden to look at these books whatsoever. The main thing is this. That each and every person in that place which his intellect is sealed from, it's forbidden for him to pass on. It's forbidden for him to investigate further than that place. Because that um, which is above the grasp of his intellect um, is what we would call above or below or before or after. In that place which your mind cannot grasp, it's like a makif, you have to completely rely on faith. And this is a huge idea at a simple level that when we don't understand something, when we don't understand something, do not try to make it like you understand it. Do not try to pose as if you know what you're talking about. You have to 
almost retreat and say, I'm relying on Emunah, I don't understand. And um, I'm deciding to choose to believe in it, even though it makes no sense. Of course, that the Emunah should be bound with Emet, because that's when the Emunah is perfect. But Rabban was teaching us that whenever your mind, your intellect is sealed, meaning that you're not grasping something in the Gemara that you're studying, or for example, you pick up a book of the Arizal and your mind just doesn't grasp it, Rabban says, move on. Don't try to force your way into there, because it's malamata malamata. It's that which is above your intellect and that which is below, and it's forbidden to go there. So when it's the right time, you'll understand it. But Rabban was saying, rely on Emunah. And that, I hope, Bezrat Hashem, that Hashem Bach should expound our boundaries, expand our boundaries of that which is above and below, before and after, so that we can delve deeper into the secrets of the Torah, into the, all the elements of the Torah. And, uh, of course, always relying on Emunah when we do not know something, Bezrat Hashem.